Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel and the Encyclopedia of the Fae. We're still on S, but we are now on Slua C. Among the ranks of the malicious fairies, one of the more dangerous may be the Slua C. Or in, obviously Scottish, the Slua C. The fairy host, unlike most other types of fairies, where there can usually be found at least one or two cases of benevolent behaviour towards an exceptional human, the Sluasihi delight in tormenting humans. They are considered some of the most daunting of the Scottish fairies. The Slua travel in the air going in clear weather with the sound of the flock of birds. Often a whirlwind is attributed to them, so that is called the Sadiansihi Fairy Blast or Sithith Gilth Rust of Wind or sometimes by a similar sounding sort of name that means Fairy Wind. When travelling this way the host passes unseen by most humans although some people claim to see them in the clouds. The fairy host can appear at any time but certain times present greater dangers. Any time after dark was a risk, but especially midnight, as the Scottish source explains it. The hoes travel in the air above places high, inhabited by people. The hoes used to go after the fall of night, and more particularly, about midnight. Most of people who encounter the slower sea begin with a person that's out alone or at, and usually at night, so that anyone who needed to be out in the night was advised to be very careful. People who had to travel alone at night needed to be cautious to avoid the host. The Sluasi delights in snatching humans up and compelling them to join the host's activities, including harassing other humans. Their activities might include kidnapping humans, which the fairies want for brides, as well as humans they take for no other purpose than just to torment them. A person was out alone at night, or who was somewhere they weren't supposed to be, might be taken up by the sewer, and, once taken, would have little choices but to go along with them until the fairies release them. A person taken this way might be referred to as, in the fairies, when a person was taken, they might be carried to another country, province, even access to an, another place altogether. Then, left to slowly find their own way home. This is something we see in a variety of stories that could be typified, perhaps, in Hyde's Galish Nagustu, which describes the adventures of a young man who finds himself among the host, travelling to Italy and France with them. Although the story of Gulish ends well enough for him, no one who is taken by the slua is ever truly safe, as they are always mercurial and dangerous to humans. Other folklore of the slua sea relates to those who are not, who are out, sorry, and see the host passing with a human captive. There are several methods to force the slua to release people they may be carrying along. But one of the most well-known is a repeated 
for example by McNeil in The Silver Bow, it is to toss a handful of dirt from the road, a left shoe or an iron knife into the air while yelling, This is yours, that is mine. Common wisdom says that the person being carried would then be freed. Such a person who had been taken by the slua and returned from them could be sought out for advice on fairies and were considered knowledgeable on the subject in the same way that people who were friends of the fairies would be. In Scotland, some people believe the slua sihi were also called the fairy host of the air are spirits of those humans who died with unforgiven sins or filled with sin. Evans Wentz related stories of the Sluha as both the mortal dead and fallen angels, showing that the belief was not entirely clear-cut. In Irish folktales related authors like Yeats and Hyde, however, the fairy host are distinct from the human dead and act like fairies in other tales, engaging in behaviour such as stealing human brides to force them to wed members of their own group. The slua may include fairy horses, hounds and a variety of fairy beings, as well as the human dead. There is no simple division to be found here, and it's likely that the slua represent both fairies who were never human and some may once have lived as humans, but are now counted among the host. The fairy host, like other fairies, is usually invisible to the humans, but they can be sensed, then make a sudden appearance. In wind, you'll hear the sound of voices, armour clinking, people shouting. He heard a great noise coming like the sound of many people running together and talking and laughing and making sport, and the sound went by him like a whirl of wind. Just like that. According to some Irish folklore, the slua appear as a dust devil, which move over roads and hedges as the good neighbours travel. When the whirlwind appeared, people would react by saying, Good luck to them, the ladies and gentlemen, or by averting their eyes, turning their backs and praying. The use of the phrase wishing luck to potentially harmful spirits and calling them ladies and gentlemen reflects the common practice of appealing the more dangerous fairies. This is not to only appeal to them, but appease them. If they speak to them polite, you know, positive terms, wishing them well, giving a blessing, in hopes they respond in kind. This was done to avert any harm caused by the close proximity of the host, and to hopefully avoid drawing their attention in a negative way. The Sea Gioth Fairy Wind which indicated the slower were present, could bring illness or cause injury as it passed by, contributing to its fearsome reputation. Well, well, well. That's definitely interesting indeed. Seems they do have a fearsome reputation. After all, they do sound like air fairies, don't they? The next, is, the next one is Spriggins. In Cornish law, Spriggins may be equated to elves and are explained as pagan ancestors and stolen humans who are too good for hell but too bad for heaven thus trapped on mortal earth. Bothrell says that the word spriggan actually means sprite. Interesting indeed. Svartalva means black elves and that's what we're on now. The Svartalva black elves 
in Icelandic mythology, they possess their own world, and obviously that's Svartalfahem. They were all dwarves. They lived there, you know. It creates a long-standing confusion about whether they are truly elves in their own right, or they're actually another name for dwarves, who knows. But both are associated with mountains, mountain regions, that seem to have a distinct and separate focus in activities and interactions with people. Grimm believes that the Svartalfar were good-natured beings and argues that they received worship from people into the 19th century. Hmm, what do you think, guys? Are dark elves good or bad? Are they silly and unsealy? Are they as bad? Who knows, right? That's for you to try to decide for yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fae. Please hit that like, share if you can, and if you've not yet subscribed, please consider doing so. Many blessings.